Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and it's my pleasure to have you join me for this lesson today. What I want to talk about is conflict resolution. I think this is a skill that we all need. You know, the the greater your ambition, the more uh, hard choices you have to be willing to make. And with that comes potential conflict. And so the better adept that you become at handling conflict, well, the more success you'll see. So first off, a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about are about prevention. The more you can prevent conflict from happening, the better off you'll be. But I'll get to that in a moment. Let's just assume that now you're in a conflict situation. Well, the the thing of it is, I feel a lot of times when, when conflicts escalate, then it becomes, you know, and I'm talking, I'm going to use an example of just between two people, right? Then it becomes kind of trying to prove who's right. And, you know, both sides are essentially saying their sides of the argument, but no one's really listening. So if your main objective with a conflict is to truly resolve it, then you must go in with the intent to listen rather than to prove your point. Because if you go in trying to prove a point, you've already lost. Because during that, let's call it a negotiation, if you will, that, that, that peace meeting, you're not going to be listening to the other person. You're going to be thinking of arguments you can throw back at them. And that's, you know, that's basically viewing the past. When you, the whole point of conflict resolution is to move forward. Okay, X, Y, and Z happened. You have to have a, you have to kind of look back on it and, and really hear both sides of the story. But the intent is not to, you know, uh, pick it apart. It's to understand. So that way you have a go forward understanding and solution, right? And one of the great things that I learned from Tim Ferriss when you're in a situation like this, right? So, so go in with the intent that you want to solve this rather than uh, prove your point. So you must be willing to listen. And when you do speak, say, open up with the idea that the story I created in my head is X, Y, and Z. Because that way, we all have a perception, but that doesn't make it necessarily the truth. It's the truth to us, but it's a lowercase t truth, not the capital T truth. And so, you know, as part of this, rather, you know, I mentioned that you don't want to combat the other person. So part of that, how you disarm them is by saying the truth, the story in my head that I see is X, Y, and Z, right? It's like saying, I felt like you did X, Y, and Z. That then isn't putting the blame on them. It's just, this is how it was received. And that's a lot softer of a blow to receive than saying like, you did X, Y, and Z. Because that's only gonna, you know, even if your intent is to resolve the conflict and come to a solution, if you say things like that, then all of a sudden that might trigger them and no peace is to be made. So that's a big component of it as well. Um, You know, and it really is about isolating uh, or or making sure that these things don't happen, right? And, you know, anytime you're sort of facing, when you're in that situation where a conflict must be resolved, my my goal is to always spend like, okay, 60 to 65%, like let's start the first initial thing of like, let's just get stuff off our chest. Let's see where the problem truly arose. And then, you know, towards the back end, then really start going solution oriented and do not go backwards, Right. At that point, you can't have uh, the, the the notion that you want to bring up a point 
of something else that happened. Now, you already had that opportunity. So now it's all about like moving forward. How do we prevent this or have a working relationship and so forth, right? Uh, the As far as like preventing conflict, essentially, one of the other things that I like that Tim Ferriss taught me is the ability to be open and, uh, you know, him and his girlfriend practice this thing where they, they put on their calendar for two hours every week, they meet and they kind of get stuff off their chest. Now, it's not just a venting session. They also talk about, okay, the things that, you know, they, they think the other person is doing well, then that person themselves will also say, here's what I think I'm doing well. Uh, and, you know, every, all of this stuff will be brought to the table and it, it prevents it from building up, right? If, if, a pro, if, if there's like a small spark, this, this will be the time to, you know, essentially put it out. And also to, you know, if, if one of the people says, hey, I'm going to work on that. And both, both sides, you know, both people take their own individual notes and so forth. So that way it is kind of like a checklist. And then next time they have that meeting, it, if the person really hasn't improved upon that, well, they know that they haven't. And they're essentially being held accountable versus it just blindly brought to their attention of like, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Like they were already foretold like, hey, watch out for this behavior. Uh, in the case of Tim, you know, one of the things that he talks about working on is like his anger, you know, and he's certainly improved by his own admission from back when he was in college to now, but it's something that he still says he wants to improve. I don't know. I don't actually know him personally. And, you know, so, so I would say that's a big part of it. And it doesn't have to be just for relationship relationships, like, you know, couples, I think it could be, you know, parent child. I think it could be, you know, companies, I could be, it could be friendships, all these various things, because, because especially when you dedicate that time, you know, it allows a space, it allows people to go into that space knowing that they are going to be critiqued essentially, rather than someone just coming out blind and being like, Hey, uh, I'm really upset that you did X, Y, and Z, right? So, you know, as much, as much control of it as you can, uh, the better in that sense, right? because no one's blindsided. Uh, the other kind of, I don't know if it's necessarily a conflict resolution aspect, but one of the things that I truly love, uh, Brene Brown talks about this, and, you know, she's made her marriage work with her husband for a number of years now, and, you know, one of the things that she attributes this to is her and her husband always look at things in terms of 100%. And so, you know, uh, so someone might come in and be like, hey, I'm feeling like a 20% today. Then someone else knows, okay, hey, you know, the, the spouse knows like, okay, I got to pick up the slack and I, I got to give the 80%, you know, and and they have to be honest, like, sure, I can pick up the slack and, you know, I can drive the kids, I can make the dinner, blah, 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 right? And it shifts, right? It's not to say like it's constant, but it, it, it shifts, right? Depending on days, weeks, whatever, you, you know, we all go through phases of life. I think that's really cool. Now, the other aspect of it is if both people come home, you know, Brene and her husband, and they're both like, I'm not at 20%. And then, you know, Brene is also like, well, I'm not at 20%. Well, combined, that's only 40%. Well, that's not good enough, right? So then like, okay, well, you know, how, how do we ease our lives? Well, let's just order food tonight uh, instead of having to cook it, right? Not the end of the world. And it'll, you know, that'll, that'll fill a little bit. Okay, what if we got a, you know, a nanny to watch the kids for 
for a little bit to drive them from place to place so that way we don't have to, okay, maybe that's another 15%. Uh, what if uh, we got a nanny to help clean, or what if we got a cleaner to, to help sweep the house and so forth? Okay, so the idea being that it, 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 um, it, it ends up equaling 100%, right? And I think, I think that's a good way to look at it because if, you know, they're essentially coming to solutions because all those things that they're creating solutions for could be problems, but, but if they don't address them as such, they will blow up into these big things. So it's essentially conflict elimination. Um, so I think that's a very powerful lesson and, you know, I try to apply that in my own life, uh, as much as I can. So, you know, and I'm sure there's other ways, hundreds of ways to view conflict resolution. These are just a few of my tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. So I encourage you to utilize them uh, if they're of benefit. And I also would be very curious to know what are some of your tactics. Please let me know down in the comment section or you're welcome to hit me up on social media at Bill Svitek. Also, uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, I would encourage you to do so right now. That way you get all the various lessons and so forth that I put out right when it hits and you don't have to kind of go digging for it. Um, anyway, that's it for this lesson. I hope it has benefited you in some small way and I hope to see you next time.